What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode six of The Water Cooler. Me and Colin back with our special guest, very special, Dave Griffin. Dave, welcome to The Water Cooler, pal. Thanks for having me, boys. Much appreciated. A lot of Brockton Rocks alum. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, a couple of... Is that, is is the Brockton Rock still existing? Yeah, so they're a futures team still. um, And a lot of those guys still that I play with, like we still talk to each other on a daily basis. I mean, some guys are in pro, some guys are in indie ball, but uh, overall, I mean, we all still catch up with each other. I actually ran into Brendan Pierce at a bar in Southie probably like two months ago. Piercey's my guy. I went to high school, Piercey. Yeah, yeah, Dexter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, What's his name? Aldrich got drafted by the Dodgers. Yeah, seventeenth round. He was, I think he's he did. In yeah, LA, yeah. The the short kid. Yeah, the yeah. I know, I know him. I know him. Yeah. yeah. So Aldridge, Aldridge got drafted. Um, Joe Silva had a chance, but he ended up being a graduate assistant. Nick Garland didn't get drafted, but got signed by the Pirates. And now he's with the, the Twins, week. right? Yeah. Now he's with the Twins. Um, John Saviano was, or he, I think he's still in the Pecos League, but. He's also the pitching coach for St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, Skyler Henderson did play indie ball for a bit, but he just retired. Matt Karen was playing indie ball as well, then he got hurt. Um, Ricky Ricky Smith's um, operating a gym in Worcester. I'm trying to think who else who else from that team. Um, Fogarty retired or he graduated. Same thing with all the other guys. Um, Mason Palmieri was back at Bryant for a right share year, but obviously with, with what happened kind of end of the season. Um, and Brendan Pierce is drinking at bars in Southie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen him there a few times in the off season. But... <laughs> That's funny. Well, Griff, we're, we're happy to have you on uh, kind of touch base. Obviously there's no sports going on. So I figured we can uh, talk baseball now. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll I'll let you start. I know you're kind of doing your thing right now. Tell everyone what uh, what you're up to. Yeah. So right now, um, I'm getting ready for my independent season. We're supposed to report out to May 4th out in Gary, Indiana, in the American Association, which that was a league that had former MLB guys like Carlos Zambrano, Daniel Nava, Carlos and, Zambrano. Yo, so, what a guy. So hey, you guys like the story? So you see the video how we got tossed out of an indie ball game on Twitter. I've seen, I've, ago, seen, right? I've seen videos of Carlos and Brown getting tossed out of many baseball games. So there was one this past summer in the, uh, where there was a play at the plate and the runner was called safe. And this like umpire was probably younger than us and called them safe, which it was a bang, bang play. It could have gone either way. Um, but I'm calling him safe and Zambrano gave him a look. And I think Zambrano f- said, I make more money than you ever will in your life. And then he just got t- tossed. So literally Zambrano like – turns around the umpire and just gives him the ball right away. And like, he already left like a three spot in that inning. And funny enough, he was, we were playing him. So it was at our home stadium. So like, and it was dead quiet too. And there was one heck looking under his skin too. Oh, it was so funny. But um, no, there was also, I mean, he was probably throwing like 87, 88 when we were playing him. But then like a month later, he was popping 97, 98 on the radar gun. So that was a very big question as of like. Well, it's, yeah, it's probably not a question. It's probably more of an answer. How old yeah. do you think Carlos Zambrano is? Oh, no. He's like 38, 39. Bro, I was about to say he was probably close to 50. And I no. just looked it up. He's only 38. Well, you know, yeah. for a fact. Wait, but, okay. Can we agree that, like, they don't really explain their age? I am 12. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like, like David Miguel Ortiz Ta- is not 38 when he retired or whatever he was. Miguel Tejada lied about his age. Yeah, so, you know. Who was the one that got caught doing that? Uh, Fasto Carmona. You remember yeah. him on the whole different, the whole whole different name too. Yeah, his name or in um Neftali Feliz that happened to mm. too. That old uh the dude, closer that, that for the Rangers. Dude, that dude threw shed too. Like he was from like a hundred miles an hour. Like and everyone thought he was like twenty one. But he was, like he was probably like thirty. Why does it matter? Probably just contract situations. Yeah, because yeah, you're gonna get yeah, more yeah. money if you're twenty one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what I assumed. I just wasn't sure if like it was a little but, I mean, dude, Carlos Zambrano was nasty. He had a couple. Dude, really dude, he still he still DH in the league. Like we we like he him. Yeah, he dude, he was a nasty. I, it's, he I think either him or Dontrell Willis have the most home runs all time by a pitcher. I like I remember him hitting multiple home runs. Yeah, he and he's a switch hitter too. Like he can hit both ways. Like he would drop some nukes. He had twenty four home runs in his career. Oh, dude, watch the highlight film, and they're not just like. 
little bloopers. Those things get out in a hurry. Like I seen him take BP live, and it was just—it was like one of those, like just sound off the bat, you knew it was a big leaguer. Dude, in two thousand six, he finished top five in the Cy Young and had six home runs. That's how to help yourself. Oh yeah, probably the three best pitchers pitchers that that could rake were obviously Zambrano, Dontrell Willis, and then Matt Bumgarner. Yeah, well, Bumgarner's just a freak. Dude, I love his uh, alter ego name. Which one? The, uh, the rodeo, Mason something. Oh, okay. The ro- you're talking the rodeo. Yeah, he he's wild for doing that. I mean, I love I love how you could tell with Carlos Zambrano when the Cubs started getting really bad, because uh, his ERA basically stays the exact same, but the wins and losses just start to go. You know, I mean that's that's baseball. For that's you, what though. I mean. But it's just like those Cubs teams. Like I'm trying to think. Like, dude, yeah. Maybe, if, you, if you look from 02 to 2010, he was super consistent. I got hey, I got a good good debate for you guys. All right, so you had the Pedro Martinez during the steroid era, which was like probably That's the 2000s. Be, the best season of all time. However, what do you think about Jacob Degrom? His two years back to back Cy Young Award winners on juiced baseballs. I mean, when did they juice the baseballs though? Last last year, the but was, was but but do we know it was the entire year? Yeah, and they actually came out and said, well, first of all, Rollins, they said they changed the laces on her. Well, no, no, no. So was it Majestic took over or Rawlings or whatever? Like the, they took over, like someone took over the whole branding for MLB as like Fanatics or whatever. So Fanatics took over for bit the baseballs too because it was the whole branding purpose or whatever. And it just happened that that year a whole new ownership of sponsorship came in and now all of a sudden all the baseballs are starting to fly out and yeah but i feel like they got a a little more, they got more egregious come that playoff series with the astros and the dodgers remember that remember that series it was just oh, like 2017 or yeah yeah i just i just feel like like once the playoffs came around or once crucial games came around it like got to a whole nother level yeah, but and then apparently this that this World Series post- was out of control. That World oh, yeah. Series was like, I mean, it was fun. Don't get me wrong, but like balls were flying out of the park. Well, the, look, 2017 too for the Astros. What do you think was going on there? Yeah, yeah, and so imagine juice balls and cheating. Well, they well no, well they what they did. <laughs> yeah, well the juice balls that in the postseason they actually changed the baseballs to the older, so it was kind of more like a dead ball in the playoffs, just because it was more realistic. It kept fans close because the, they wanted closer games in yeah. the playoffs. Where obviously when like there's a 162 game schedule and people are seeing home runs left and right, they're all thinking like, oh, this is awesome, like so much offense. But then all of a sudden you get to a postseason and you see like the competitive, like you're close, like especially with baseball too. Baseball is about building the suspense stuff, especially in the postseasons. So like, you're always on your edge of your seat, like waiting for something to happen. All right, so let's talk about that. What do you think baseball can do to change, like to make it better for the viewer? Because I'm a baseball fan, but I'm also yeah. kind of like a, like I'll admit from the month, I mean, I'll watch it because it's obviously the only thing on, but yeah. like the month of like July to, to like August, like I, I'm catching in for two or three innings. Like if the Red Sox go one, yeah. two, three, I'm switching the channel. Like yeah. I'm kind of that fan. Well, one yes. suggestion I had, like the seven innings thing, I don't really like, but I'm open I to think it. that's stupid. I think, Honestly, it's, stupid. No, no, out, I, I think it's stupid too, but okay, go ahead. So pretty much, obviously, especially with this time right now with a shortened schedule. So doing the two seven-inning games, especially in just like a day, you're able to get that 162 in. So the players are still making like their full contract values and they're still fitting in a full schedule and full statistics. So it's not going to really hinder as much players' career stats. Like think about if you have Mike Trout, would you rather – if like you're watching Mike Trout trying to be on that all-time records, would you rather have him – be able to get in 162 games during this or would you rather have them only get in like probably like 130 or 120 you know what i mean do you think the mlb cares about his personal stats or the growth of the game growth um, of the game they don't they market do. it well they, they don't. don't they do terrible they do terrible cuz they they centralize it where trevor bauer actually has a really good description of what yeah trevor bauer was really he's, good he's, yeah. he's not a likable guy but he's he knows what he's talking about well yeah. you know him and Garrett Cole despise each other yeah I would, he, hate, I would hate Trevor Bauer. He just well, no, like well, Cole, well, Cole and Bauer, so they were teammates at UCLA. So yep. I think Cole was like – it was the year – Bauer you was the one. No. I, I thought it was – I no, thought Bauer, so, Bauer was the other way around. All so right. Bauer was a freshman, and mm-hmm. Garrett Cole was lined up to be the number one draft pick. So he was like a junior or whatever. And Bauer came in as a freshman and was like, all right, I'm not doing your workouts. I'm doing my own thing. Like, this is how I was successful. Like, mm-hmm. it proves well. You can try to do whatever, but I'm not going to – it's not going to stop me from doing whatever. So obviously, too, like as a college team, like you want to get guys in, like as a team, you want to have have everyone be on the same page. But 
Bowers is like, let me do my own thing. Like, I'll be there for you guys, but I do my own workouts a certain way. And obviously, Garrett Cole's like, you don't know work ethic. Like, you don't know what it's like to be a part of a team. That's like the that's like a college basketball mindset. Yeah, which I don't and, hate. If I'm being honest. Like, if you know you're going to the show, fuck it. But, but Bowers a freshman at that time. Like, if that's the thing. Oh, it would rub people the wrong way. Like, I don't think I don't think Bowers even drafted out of high school at that point. All right, so, so but like, so the one thing I'm actually interested to see is if they go through with a shortened season, obviously the revenue will take a hit, but I wondered if like because dude, the one thing that's obnoxious about baseball is there's games in July that it's like if they lose three in a row here, it does not fucking matter. So like to maybe make the games a little I guess cutting down 30 games doesn't really do that. But the well, one t- thing I need to add, the one thing I need yeah. to add in this is getting I'll take extra innings. It's kind of like what NHL does, right? And over time, they do three on three in the regular season. Remember the home like, run derbies like, in Brock? No, no, not home run derbies. First, top of the 10th, put a runner on first. No, second. No, yeah, but well, no, what I was saying is if they go to the 11th, put a runner on second. If they go well, to no, the so 12th, they, put a runner on third. You know what I mean? Just like make, like, like make a like. Have you guys ever seen uh, an extra Indians baseball game either in the Olympics or the, the, the WBC? No, no. So pretty much international. Oh, that's what they do. That's what they do. In the, in the, yeah, they in put the, a runner right? on second base to start the inning. As yeah. whoever made the last out goes to second base. And like, they, that's they great. In the order. Because you're instantly in a high pressure situation. Like, oh, overtime instantly is like the pitcher is like a base hit here ends the game. Like, okay. But, but Griff, as a pitcher, how would you like that? Obviously, I wouldn't be a fan. I would rather take it be one out. Like, be like, okay, run on second base, one out, just because. Think about it. And like a small ball team, like say you're in like the say you got the two hole up leadoff guy on second base, and you got the three hole behind you. All you gotta do is bunt that ball over, for the um guy move from over from second base to third base, and now you got one out with the runner on third, two guys up. All you gotta yeah, do is dude, a three hitter. Like it, may, it makes it too easy. It makes it way too easy. And obviously, too, it affects like if you win, each win you get a player gets a party and by like how much of a bonus. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that would have to be adjusted. I think player. Uh, Fans would be smart enough to know, like, say you got an earned run and whatever. It's like, well, what happened in extra innings? It'd have to be a stat adjustment thing. And yeah. two, it's like just these games need to end. Like that 18 inning game in the World Series, obviously, like you don't do this. I fell asleep. You have to. So you have, you, I, I did too. You have I fell to asleep in the, the bottom of the seventeenth. You have to so. let the World Series play out. I get it, but like, like you don't do this in the World Series. But at the same time, it's like that 18 inning game that just can't happen. That just has to fucking end. Wait, but can we know, just can we just talk about how funny it was that Cora? Like put Evaldi's career on the line when Drew Pomerantz was just sitting in the bullpen like a fucking idiot. Is that an Evaldi thing or is that a Drew Pomerantz thing? That's oh. a Drew Pomerantz thing. <laughs> I hated Drew Pomerantz. He well, sucked. He, he apparently he just didn't do well at the Boston media. Like that's the thing too. Like if you if you feel the pressure of performing well, like especially in a big market like Boston, like you, it's going to eat you alive. Price was always in the small market. So when he came to Boston, he first started struggling. But then once he was like, okay, I don't care what the Boston media thinks of me. Yeah, I don't I'm give a fuck attitude came out. And, and he out. just worked out great He was disgusting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, but, also at the same time, he's just more generally talented than Drew Palmer. Says. Yeah. Well, what happened Palmer to that Vasquez? Also- what happened? Yeah, but I'm staying like Price is like an all-time, not all-time pitcher, but Price is like. Price is a Price top of- 10 pitcher of the last Saying Pomerantz is an all-star, David, David yes. Price is like another level than Drew Pomerantz. Yeah, like I agree. Ten levels up. But but what happened to that kid? I was actually just about to look it up. What happened to that kid who traded for Pomerantz? Like that number one. Velasquez? Anderson Espinosa. Oh. Espinosa. Dude, he's, he's going he, he hasn't played in like two years. He got a second Tommy you, John. All right, that makes you feel better though. Because that kid, when we traded him, that kid was like, oh, we're giving up this. But I remember being like, okay, well, we're getting a good arm to go yeah. forward. But, and, like, but that's the thing. We could have – Ixnayed the trade at the end of that season because of Pomerantz's arm and literally took an Espinosa back and we didn't. I was so mad. I remember being furious about that. That was the time though when we were just dumping the farm. Uh, yeah. Moncada for sale. Uh, I mean, Bob it worked out. Over. We got oh, it worked. It worked. So, well, I'm not it worked out, but I'm saying yeah. like that period of time was like, was that when we just got uh, the, the, the Silver Fox? Did we just get him then? The Silver Fox? The GM. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I uh, Cashman, but uh, no. So it's once I think once Price arrived, because once he came, oh we, no he wasn't here with Price, but I'm saying, but once uh, Dombrowski came, it was like a fire sale, which he always does. He well, did it. In, yeah. He did it in uh, Detroit. Well, think yeah, about he, look at look at the two look at the best rotations that never was. You have the 2013 Tigers with Price, Scherzer, Scherzer Verlander, Verlander Marcello, There's one Marcello, thing he can't Annabelle do. Annabelle Sanchez. And There's then one you thing have he can't do. He can't build bullpen. bullpen. He yep. can't build the bullpen. Yeah. He's never been able to build bullpen. The, 20, the 2015 Mets bull, the starting rotation was also disgusting. Incredible. 
you had Matt Harvey, who was all those guys were under twenty five too. Harvey was the king of New York. At Harvey point. was a waste of time at that point, though. When they were in the World Series, wasn't he like on his party no. game and wasn't playing? No, that was the year after. Yeah, because he was. He, I think he took game no, one. No, because he Series, pitched. Right? He pitched one game in the World Series and pitched well. But I remember going. In, it was I game be four. Wrong, going into that, he was like kind of shaky. Like, where is Matt Harvey? But like, I think the yeah. Harvey. I think actually the Harvey year was that year, but it was earlier in the year. But he was like the Dark Knight. Or well, whatever yeah. Was yeah. it so? Twenty fifteen was the year they had. Degrom, Syndergaard, Harvey, Stephen Matz, and they had and one Blake more. Stephen Blake Matz. Wheeler. Like, about uh, Zach Matz. Wheeler. That's what it was. Zach Wheeler. Yeah. So about the reason I know about this because a guy that I work out with at my facility, he played for the Mets in 2017. Like he made it to the big leagues and all that stuff. So obviously, I get to hear some background stories. And he was like, "Yeah, Harvey was like the Mets version of Derek Jeter." Like that guy, like when he came up, like they hyped him up so much. Like he walked around as if he owned New York City. Like, well, he was nasty when he came up. Yeah, but he really, like, yeah, he, he was good. It, like, it's obviously one of those, like, the rookie guys, like their first year. So they have, like, a big year and, like, they're just so young. And now it all depends, okay, like how they handle this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the he started fighting. like, an, he started acting like an asshole. Didn't someone go, didn't he just, wasn't there a story? I'll look it up right now, but wasn't there a story where he just didn't show up to practice or something? And a, Mets, yeah. and a Mets employee had to go to his house and find him, and he opened the doors to get a robe, like drunk from the night before. Probably. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna confirm that. But, but I always, I always heard he was a good team. Like I always that. heard he was a good teammate, though. Like he, he like treated guys well and stuff like that. So. Oh, also, uh, Griff, to what you were saying, I'm still looking at the Degrom to Pedro. So. DeGrom. Wait, wait, where was that going? Sorry, you said the steroid. So I was, I was gonna say, which which one do you think is more impressive? Obviously, you have the Pedro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the Pedro with the steroid hitters and everything like that. But then also too with the like the live ball. You even look at the difference in batting averages and home runs just between All just right. like twenty four season twenty fourteen to twenty nineteen. Um, such a Grom's career. He's been in the league six years. Um, yeah. he's got a two six two ERA. Go um, go to like twenty fifteen or no no. I'd say kind of like just most recent at this point because like he really didn't blossom until like because so, like Pedro at those points were all, yeah. was already in his prime. Well, sorry. So put it this way: so twenty four point blank Pedro, like I'm taking Pedro hands down. One, I think that's the greatest ever. But listen to this six year stretch: ninety seven. Is this Degrom or is this oh, this Pedro. is Pedro? Pedro. This is the twenty six to thirty one. Both of their time frames, like 14 to 19 was DeGrom's, uh, uh, 26 to 31. This is Pedro's. 97, Cy Young, 190 ERA. Mm -hmm. 98, came in second Cy Young, 289. 99, Cy Young, 207. 2000, Cy Young, um, 174. Uh, 2001, he didn't qualify because he didn't have enough innings pitched. Yeah. 2002, second in Cy Young, 226. So he had three Cy Youngs and two second place in that six-year span. Like, that oh, is hands down yeah. the greatest. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, all I say is if there's anyone coming close to matching that, it would be been, DeGrom. It, yeah. would be De, it would be DeGrom, especially if it wasn't for this virus going on. Dude, he was on an absolute tail. Yeah, even Garrett – I mean, Garrett Cole was doing very well, too. There was a point he won – was it 19 straight starts last year? Like, he was disgusting. See, that's the thing, dude. Like, Cole's nasty. Don't get me wrong. I would love to have him. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, DeGrom's had that six-year stretch where he's been really good. Garrett Cole's only had two outstanding years. Yes. Playoffs yeah. last year, he was fucking disgusting. That's true. He got and, tagged um, for five runs, didn't he, in the uh, World Series? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, that was, like, that. his first bad game. That was, like, the first game he got. No, like, don't get me wrong. He's nasty. But, remember remember yeah. the game we went to? What was it? Game one of the ALCS? Was it Garrett? Was it? Yeah, it was Verlander. And, no, not Cole. Did Cole pitch the game we, we were at in 2018? 2018. I want to say it was Verlander. Was it? Yeah. But, um, actually, I got to get a story for you guys. So, when I was down in Florida this past month, um, luckily, I was at the same field with Brandon Phillips. So that dude BP was there and like, obviously like he was like, we had, we had guys throwing live to him and like, just so we can get his at baskets. He's actually still going back down and playing in Mexico for, for pro. pro Why not? Why yeah. Not? He, he goes, dude, like at this point, like I'm not even trying to make, go back to the show. He goes, I'm just trying to see in how like travel all over the world and just play baseball. Milkus. Milkus. Dude, yeah. he... <laughs> so, we, we got so, him a ring. Uh, yeah. yeah. So actually I saw it was funny. So, He's after facing one of my buddies, they're in the dugout talking and my buddy is trying to pick his brain. Like, okay, like, how'd you know I was throwing this pitch? And like, obviously like the, the difference between major league all-stars and guys in MLB, like, like even just like the little forearm twitch, like you see the muscle sign up, he 
pointed out right away. He goes, wow. even in like here, like you can see like all of like the veins in here. Like that's why I knew you were trying to move something. And so one of the guys asked him, well, who was the hardest pitch or who was the toughest pitcher you ever faced? And he said, John Smoltz, because like you got guys like Randy Johnson, Clemens, they're always, everything is hard. Even their off speed, it's always hard, hard, hard. Whereas Smoltz, it was like, he could throw any pitch for any strike. Like uh, he was like, I remember my rookie year, um, I'm down 3-0 to Smoltz or I'm up 3-0 to Smoltz and I'm thinking I'm going to get a walk. Next thing I know, this guy hammers three straight curves. I'm, I'm walking back to the dugout looking without a swing of the bat. And um, Brandon, uh, Phil, uh, Phillips, what do you say? He goes, yeah, the best pitcher I've had the most success off of is Garrett Cole. He goes, dude, everything for him was just firm. So it was so easy to just like time it up where like Smoltz is like the time reaction was just so different and so spaced out. So you really couldn't get in sync almost. Wow. I guess but. that makes sense. I'd argue that Brandon Phillips has one of the best Red Sox home runs in the history. Of that the grand slam. So, yeah. I actually yeah, his to, first uh, game with dude, us. I, I yeah. talked to him about that. So, so the kid was like bragging about Garrett Cole because he was going to the Yankees. And like, and Phillips looks at me and goes, "You're from up north, aren't you?" And I go, "Boston." And he goes, "Hey, thanks for the ring." Gives me a fist bump. He goes, <laughs> he goes, "He goes that team in like that city." He goes, "You guys know how to throw a parade." I go. Well, no crap. I go, look what we've won. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, that was one of the most fun teams he's ever been on. He goes, even if like, even though he didn't play much, just like being around those guys in the locker room, just like the vibe was just one of the most enjoyable seasons. Yeah. He probably expected not to play much either, but that ball was pissed on. He picked it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I think that was a game. It was like a big comeback too. Yeah. So they were, they were down seven to zero and they won, they won eight, seven. Yeah, that's awesome. And that was the go-ahead, I think, or maybe that was yeah, the it was. It was, it was, it was, it was the, the, no, it was the go-ahead. Either way, I remember where I was. I was at the UMass. And he had – this is in Atlanta, right? Yeah, he had uh, a, a chain. When I took a picture of him, it was a chain. And then right on, like, the bottom here was a glove. And the glove was in diamonds. <laughs> like, just a huge flash. He's always been flashy like that, though, going back dude, to the he, Reds. dude. He turned a double play just, like, on the field, just, like, taking ground balls to this. I'll actually send this to you, Jack, because, like, I saw this, like, live, and I just, like, my jaw just instantly hit the floor. It was just, like, one of those, like, if sports – but he did that when he was on the Reds. Oh, sports center would be – like, it'd be number one, like, no matter what. Dude, well, I remember he was always on top plays. Like, he was, he was smooth as hell. Dude, he was a four-time – he was a four-time gold glove winner, That's and he had his own glove. Like, he yeah. literally had his own Wilson brand glove. Um, yeah, four-time. I'm going through his contract breakdowns, and I just looked yeah, at I just a, uh, I looked at a USA Today um, headline that said Brandon Mil- Brandon Phillips says six year, seventy two and a half million dollar contract is a slap in the face. <laughs> so I think he's. Uh, oh, pretty, wow. I think he's doing. I think he's yeah. doing okay financially. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say, Colin? Sorry, I was I'm saying that he, video. He, he. I'm going through uh, Brandon Phillips's like contract breakdown of uh-huh. his career. And I yeah. scrolled through a USA Today headline that said he's considered a six-year, $72.5 million contract a slap to the face. <laughs> That's funny. So, so the offer was a slap to the face, six-year, $72 million. So that was so, 2013. I mean, you, so don't know, probably, you don't know that's all, all guaranteed and stuff like that, too. That oh, could of, be course, like, of course, of course. Well, baseball's mean, pretty That was 2013 guaranteed. when he was probably uh, – It was a couple yeah, was all-star years. When he was doing yeah. those flashy like, – I mean, he gloves. was in his prime, too. Yeah. But, yeah, Man, I saw that live, that video, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. He, he, dude, he was so smooth. And just bouncing between his legs like a bounce pass. It was crazy. Uh, 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 also, going back to what you said earlier, Colin, like how do they market it better? Like Trout does – I don't think Trout wants to be the face of the MLB, so don't make him. But, like, you have so many lights Juan out. Juan Soto, it, Soto, Baez. Acuna, Baez, like – One – do you mind if I pitch in on this? Go um, ahead. I actually saw this, um, especially with David Price. Majority of the baseballs that put, are put in play – over 50% of them are foul balls. Like, you know what I mean? Like, any balls that are made contact, over 50% of the baseballs that are, are made contact with, with the bat are actually foul balls. There's so many foul balls in that bat. Like, if you guys, like, actually look at that, um, that's, what's sl- that's what's slowing down the game so much because you have these, like, long at-bats with all these foul balls. And then it's instead of just, like, just, like, attacking the zone, like, you guys try to get picky or whatever. So then that's the tough part, too, because, like, it slows down the game, like, Half, half the battle is just a foul balls where it's either like just like even like, like that extra couple seconds of running after the ball, then you see it's foul or down the line they call a foul and it hits the tarp or like the ball girl, ball boy misses it and they have to go around the field and go get it. 
So it's it's kind of like that's human action though. You can't yeah. you can't tell somebody how to play the game. It's kind of yeah. like telling like a, a football no, team to stop running the ball. Or, yeah, you know that's, I mean? what people, like, that's what people don't yeah, understand. Yeah, like yeah. Baseball. I don't know. No, I, I agree with you. But what I'm trying to say is the only things that baseball can do is try to change things in the game that doesn't change the game but enhances the game. Like I said, like we talked about the extra inning thing, maybe even fucking getting uh, only doing replay for like certain times, like not every goddamn play. Like yeah. not not the second inning of a, a bang bang play first. It, it, should, but there it, should, be, a bad it call. should be like the fifth inning afterwards. So oh oh yeah, yeah. and then an, another thing. Oh, two two things that I think should absolutely happen. One, a pitch clock should absolutely happen. A they already clock. have it. They already have it. Oh, do they have? Okay, so a pitch yeah. clock should be in the game, and then two, a coach or a manager, whatever you want to call it, should not be able to stand on the top of the stairs with his hand up like this, holding the game up while they're looking at the review. Well, they only have like thirty in, seconds. For but that. what I'm saying, in, in, if it comes down to it, I think you should be able to review. Well, that. in football, the other yeah. teams like hurrying up to the ball, so you like have a panic. Like, do we call? It? We call. It. Like, there should be. Well, some wait for the guy to get in the buyers box. There should be some strategic way to like, if it's just like. Yeah. If it gets to a certain point, yeah, like if the batter's in the batter's box, then you can't challenge it. Like, if you but, missed um, it. Jack, back, I actually looked this up. I don't have my, like, whatever on me. Um, look up the average time of an NFL game compared to an average time of the MLB game. Because I might yeah, be wrong. MLB is shorter. Yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. Wait, then what? Football. Football, then the, football. Average, the average game. But that's the thing. Footballs yeah. are very high, like, fast-paced, like, on the go. Like, people are hitting each other. But baseball's kind of, not kind of like that. But honestly, More commercials yeah. in football, though. But still, they're, they're, they're going by game clock, though. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Um, but I think, too, I think it would have been very, like, the baseball, like, viewing popularity was going to increase once the Astros, like, came to town, though, just because, like, the whole cheating scandal. Because, like, this bombards the whole entire thing. And, I mean, I got buddies that I play with that their friends are either on MLB teams or the clubbies, clubhouse, like, clubbies guys for some of those teams. And... I've heard there's like a deeper, there's a deeper, um, like much deeper, like dirty evidence compared to like the whole baseball that might just ruin the whole entire game. See, I disagree with you because I'm a PR guy and I'm a cynical PR guy. I think that will help. I would think that'll help the attention of the game because now yeah. you have an enemy. You have a, you have a, going into this year, there were over-unders on how many guys, like the Astros now became a team that when they come to town, you watch. Oh yeah, no doubt. But the only you know thing I mean, is like, the, like, Astros like, the, like, the Astros are the only team that got caught. There was an over. No, what I mean is like, yeah, of course. If you want to look at it like that, I agree. But like the, now you oh. have a villain. Like you have you have a team where uh, there's an over under on how many times they're going to get hit by a pitch. Speak up, Griff. What do you know? I do know some. I know that the big market teams definitely have a bigger advantage when it comes to doing that stuff. And talking film or salary cap. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm talking a little bit of film, honestly. Um, I mean, I, I mean, dude, does the Sox cheated? Oh yeah, I mean, they're, they're not gonna get caught. Manfred needs to hurry up. Like this, well, Manfred's trying to Manfred's trying to figure out how to exactly because, I mean, obviously Houston got caught, but there's definitely teams where, from what I've heard on inside sources, that um, big market like the Yankees should be up in there, but they're not. The Dodgers, dude, look the at Dodgers. Logan Morrison threw like five teams under the bus that he knew. It was happening with and just oh, yeah. Rob Manfred the, was like, Nope, not it's all gonna the, it's all, it's all the big it's all the bigger market teams, that's why. Yeah, but honestly, fuck them. Like yeah, but, Houston uh, wasn't a big market until they started getting good. Like I like, mean they weren't, dude. Like, no, they they were they, in 05, they were they okay. were big. I'm not talking 05. I'm talking beginning of this decade when they stunk. No one gave a fuck about Dude, it. They were they were in the World Series in 2005. They had Roger Clemens and Andy Pettit. Like they were very good teams. Like that's like obviously like the young like obviously they're not as like up to be now like the younger population. Like, but I still think those that Houston teams like they had some good games back in like 05, 06. Like they they were in the playoff hunt, but yes. they didn't take that extra step to make it to the like win a World they, Series. Like they weren't even right, in uh, the AL back then. So like I'm yeah, talking in, like the beginning of this decade. As yeah. in, like, 2011, 2010, no one in their right – like, look at this. Um, so, 20, 2009, 74 wins, 10, 76. Uh, like, I'll just say year by year, 56, 55, 51, 70. No one said a word about the Astros. It's once you start winning. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And Like, and I, dude, I, you I, think the Royals weren't doing something on their run? Uh, maybe not, but, like – 
It, well, it, the Royals yeah. they had they had like a different marketing behind it. It was kind of like a Moneyball aspect, but it kind of wasn't. Yeah, like they they like was it ESPN did like a huge article about it. But even people said that the the main reason like that's why Carlos Beltran's not a manager. Like when he first came to Houston, yeah, like the Ashes were somewhat good, but Beltran came in right away and said, "Yo, if you guys want to get better, you guys got to start catching up to to like the big league market teams that are doing this." And Beltran went the detail about it, and that's how. And he, like, walked the footsteps and showed, like, all, like, the PR department or, like, the analytics guys, like, this is how you should be doing this. And that's kind of how Houston kind of caught on. That's why they had decoders, like, for Excel sheets. You know what I mean? That's, like, yeah, they can try to hide it, but the only thing is every team has it, but the only problem is the yeah. Astros are the only ones well, that got caught and you gotta like, think, fire snitched. Also, he, we never touched this. Yeah. Mike Fire, I'm 100% a believer in this. Mike Fires only blew the whistle on that because he was getting invest- investigated for being a pedophile. Oh, then he also had a he, he had a terrible fallout with the Astros. That's why. Because I don't well, think that was... that too. But like, I I was reading a couple articles that like there was rumblings of people knowing about Mike Fires like yeah. being a pedophile. Oh yeah. And, I mean, like, who's the, who's the, who's the closer for the uh, the Pirates? The big left. Felipe Vasquez, dude. He's a oh my. God. Yeah, he's in some trouble too. Yeah. They both should be in jail. Like, oh no doubt. There, I saw well, something you, you, you going around the, you, that you that sixteen-year-old legit had evidence on Mike Fires, and just oh, yeah. no one has talked oh, yeah. about it. Like, I don't understand that. Like, but you know what's the problem though? Every big market team, like every like sports, like the big like NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, they keep those trouble trouble like players around because. They bring in money. They're entertaining. They, they're the bad boys of the yeah, sport. Yeah, any any like, PR any PR created, whether good or bad, is still good PR because it brings attention in. Like coming, like it just generates attention. Um, I mean, I agree yeah. with that to an extent. Yeah, pedophilia is not good PR. Yeah, yeah that's... no. But like you, like you got a Rodas Chapman. People forget a Rodas Chapman to this day assaulted his wife and shot a gun at her, but no one's booing about it except for the feminists. You know, yeah, but he, he, he's that like, video of him uh, boxing last night. Yeah, people were definitely taking some shots. Like, oh, a lot oh, of people. Were. Yeah, it's amazing how some people are just so tone deaf. But to the your I was point, waiting. I was waiting for a uh, Chapman Ray Rice comparison, but continue. The Chapman's kind of a thing though, where it's not like good PRs or bad bad publicity is good publicity, or like all publicity is good publicity because he just is good. He can just throw the ball really fast. Like if he sucked, it wouldn't like it would be bad if you know what yeah. i mean like like the bad publicity good is always good publicity like works for musicians and shit like that yeah. but like in, in sports it only gets washed under the rug if like you're fucking nasty yeah. yeah and i i also think that like eventually like everyone forgets like no one's gonna forget about this houston scandal but like oh, like no. i said fires that that's already like uh, well, the, the, the main things in baseball right now that you have have affected obviously you have the black Sox scandal of 19 whatever 1908 or whatever yeah. you have the Pete Rose scandal, which now because of this, I think Pete, Pete Rose. That's be, not a fucking scandal. He should be in the Hall of Fame. That's what. However, but the thing is too, it's like um, some of the guys I've talked to, they said every spring training you go in there, the MLB del- like like deliberately goes, hey, you should not be betting on any games, whether you're a manager or whatnot. You should not be betting on games, even if it's for your own team, for you to make more. Makes money. a ton of sense. Yeah. They've, yeah. Been, they, they've been saying that. Someone should have told Josh Shaw that. The cornerback yeah. for the Cardinals last year. But I mean, the thing is, like, they've been they like MLB's been re- like reiterating that since the '60s, and Pete Rose still was doing it, and and he got caught. I mean, yes and no. It obviously stinks that Pete Rose was one of the best hitters, or if not the best hitter of all time in baseball. I mean, he's the all-time career hits leader. Um, but then again, you you have like current MLB players voicing their opinions, saying they'd rather face a guy on steroids than facing a guy 100%. who knows what's coming. I'd like to see the stats on the pitchers, though, that were pitching for Pete Rose that year, their careers after that, because I'm sure he ruined a lot of their arms. Like like a game in July that he was betting on, and, like, you know, maybe it was a bullpen day, like, hey, Chris Sale, like, my arm kind of hurts. It's like, no, get the fuck in there. I have 10 grand on this game. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what true. I mean. That's what I mean. Like, he probably managed to win. I get that. Yeah, he, he only bet to the, on his the team to win. Some, yeah. yeah, but he also probably did it to the deficiency of some of his players. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, coach, like, I don't feel it today. Like, can you do a bullpen day? It's the second of a doubleheader yeah. against the Orioles. And he's probably like, nope. Well, then again, too, I mean, you also got to realize, too, if for his perspective, too, if he realizes that his team's in a hole, like, like oh, we got a doubleheader coming up. And, like, if I'm not – if I throw this guy on, like, a, not even, like, back-to-back days and he threw 50 pitches before, people are going to ca- kind of catch on to that. So, he, also, he can, 
you kind of go dev- devil's advocate. He probably was like, oh, if I know I'm in a hole, like, I'm not going to take that bet. You know what I mean? People I say that, he- but mm-hmm. we can all agree there was games. No, not yours. I'm just saying people say um, he bet on his team to win, but we can all agree he definitely there was times we bet on his team to lose. Come on. You tell me probably. every game he bet that maybe even when he was in a hole. He no, but, but do you, th- do you think he bet every game though? No, no, but I'm saying there definitely were times where he bet his team to lose. Come on, let's be yeah. realistic here. We're all gamers. I'm a gambler. Like, there was definitely a time where he was in a hole and he was like, fuck it. Yeah. No one's paying attention to this Houston Astros series in the first week of August. I can throw a game here. I, I, in the yeah. 1970s, what was it, 80s he was, he was managing? I think it was the 80s. 80s. Something like yeah, that. like, come on, bookie shit back then. It was nowhere yeah. near as you can't trace shit back. So he they still called in the picks back then. Yeah, so, so um, um, actually- when, I was, when I was in Vegas – um, next to the arena for the uh, for the fight for the free wilder fight when I was working it, yeah. um, there was a little booth, like a little glass booth, and he was in there every day for seven hours, just sitting there in a glass booth signing autographs. Pete Rose, I saw him oh, every yeah. morning. I'd go to get a coffee in the morning before I started work, and he was just sitting there. Yeah, One time she- I said hi, I was like, "Back again, Pete?" And he goes, "Never leaving." <laughs> now at that point, was he, he signs his autograph and he, and he goes like, like was it four thousand career hits, zero steroids or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was um, just amazing. Oh no doubt. This actually just kind of popped in my head. So obviously, you guys have been seeing like I don't know, like if you guys have been paying attention. Obviously, there's a little controversy with how much minor league baseball players are getting paid. Obviously, yep. so you saw that MLB decided to, to pay, pay minor leaguers. Was it four hundred dollars? A month and through. I thought it was a week. No, it was a week. A, a week through thirty the thirty first, which, like, yes, that's good news. But also, what they don't, what no, they're not telling you is that organizations release a lot of players on top of that. So, in order for those other minor leaguers that are still in the organization to get paid, makes sense. And honestly, the that pay right there, the four hundred dollars a week, actually will probably be equivalent to like the triple A salary of a um, minor league baseball player. Cause like I write, like I'll say my salary, like every 15 days I was getting a check for probably $500 and the town level that I was in was probably double A, triple A caliber. Are you and in an affiliate or you're in an indie team? In indie team. Okay. But a lot of those guys will like either hop in, hop into like my league and like play. Well, out, your, like, your team just had someone that got signed by the Sox last year, right? Yeah. Colin Willis. He is actually a really good kid. He probably hit like 300. He hit 300 last year. And, and right now he is, in line to compete for a starting spot in either double A or triple A, depending on how spring training goes for him. He was just down in the Australian league, winter league, and he led, he hit like 421. Like he, like, he led the league in average, and his, the, get the, the second place guy was Delman Young behind him. Delman, Delman Young. Young. Yeah. Jesus what a, Christ. Wow. Delman <laughs> Young. <laughs> the Tigers, Delman Young. MOB 2008 to show Delman Young was the best player in the entire goddamn oh, game. Dude. That guy still has so much power, apparently. <laughs> I don't doubt it. None of these guys lose their hands. Oh, no. They just – like, yeah, yeah, they can be fat as fuck. You put them in the, uh, the, the cage, they're like, oh, shit. Like, oh, that, guy was, that guy was clearly yeah. somebody. Just, just, just how the ball comes up the bat and how some of these yeah. guys just like, are so yeah. smooth. Like, yeah. like when I was throwing the Daniel Nava, like, you can just tell everything he was doing. Like, smooth swing. Smooth. Nava had a smooth swing. That lefty hey, kind of scoop. He's 0 for 2 off your boy. I'll take that all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, what did you so get him on? Did you punch him out? Or did you uh, him out? No, I got him to roll over on a changeup to second base, and then I, I threw a split finger, and he popped out the center like a like lazy fly ball. Nice. Oh, there we go. Um, but, yeah, so going back, well, I guess not even really going back. What do you guys think about this new three batter? Uh, like they have – each pitcher has to. I hate it. I, I, I oh, the too. rule? The yeah. Rule? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of it personally just because of how it takes like – maybe anywhere from 10 to 20 pitches to get a pitcher's arm, a reliever's loose. And then he goes and throws in another eight or another five to before he actually faces his first batter. And then he probably throws another 20 on top of that. So right there is probably roughly 40, 60 pitches in which a guy needs a day or two to rest. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be doing that, then it's kind of like, is that playoffs as well? Uh, I yeah. believe so. That's like the new rule. As far as I know, they put it in, but no, I just didn't know what you guys thought, but um, I get it. I, I get to see where they're coming from, but obviously in the playoffs strategically, there's you have to let a manager, even how ridiculous it sounds, like double switches, pitcher here, yeah. inning there. Like they do matchups, like lefty on righty, righty on Joe Madden like especially, to, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Especially, you well, have, he, you have, he won't have to double switch now. Come playoffs, you have to allow 
these managers, as silly as it may be, you have to allow them to do it because that's what they're getting paid for. Because exactly. a, a manager in the regular season to me sometimes can be a waste of time. He's just sitting there writing down the lineup card. But then come playoff time, that's where they make their money. Yeah. Like, the, the, like, like, you know how many times I saw John Farrell make a double switch where it's like, what the fuck are you doing? He didn't even know how to do a double switch. That's when everybody was like, like he got carried by that 2013 team. And oh, then absolutely. Playoffs where you were like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. Like, you yeah. just don't John know how Farrell's... to manage. You don't know how to manage. Yeah, Colin, here's a devil's advocate for you. So as we talked about earlier, how we wanted the, like the pace of play to increase. So you had the three batters, the three batter limit rule. Now what if now what if this guy is like Helen Keller and can't throw a strike and he's just getting barreled and barreled and barreled? And you so can't like they want to take back. him out, but he has to get to his third batter. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so, I agree. So it's like yeah, he's like wild and like at this point, you know, the moment this guy comes out, the 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 guy after him is going to be like, hey, good luck. You I'm know, not too, I'm not too educated on why are they doing that? Like, what's the benefit of doing play? Yeah, because obviously it takes a while from the guy to run from oh, the bullpen to come yeah, in. Yeah, and then, you get and then he gets, then he gets, his, yeah. Like that. And and, essentially, right. it's eight, it's eight warm-up pitches. That's it. And then now it's a whole strategy. Yeah. You kind of go from there, and the umpire tells you what's going on, and you can't start, you can't start the game until you're back, and like the umpire will have a thing in his head, like, oh, we're on live, and go. How long's the uh, pitching clock? Thirty seconds. Well, no, oh, a minute thirty warming up in between innings. Minute thirty, 30 is too long. No, 30, 30 seconds in between pitches. Yeah, that's that's right. That's it, yeah, it, no, it's two thirty in between. Is it two thirty or one thirty? One thirty. Get a fucking in Dice innings, K game but... or a David Price game. You know, you're oh, gonna be there. Well, David, that's why I love Chris Sale. Chris Sale was fucking pumped. Yeah. 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 just pumps. Well, who Jose Fernandez and Same twenty thing. seconds just. Same yeah. thing. That's why I love that guy. Just fucking yeah. get to the like fucking let's go. R.I.P. Um, all right. Uh, but so I guess just two questions. If you could pick any young pitcher, I guess under 25 in the league, who would you take right now? Ooh, um, trying to think there, of this one. There's like three or four that pop yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Right I'm thinking that as well. Um, obviously you have the guy from Atlanta. Um, you have Walker Bueller. Yeah. Which uh, one are you, are you talking Soroka or Fulton Nevich? Uh, Soroka. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, I'd probably go Walker Buehler to be honest, because he's had the experience and everything like that too. Just yeah, he's been there before, so he knows what it's like. I would, I'd agree. I'd I think my Buehler. four young ones that I would choose from would be Bueller, um, Jack Flaherty. He's mm-hmm. nasty. I think he'll win this. He'll be a future Cy Young Award winner. I think. Uh, Chris, Chris Paddock's really good. Yeah. He's, and, uh, he's unorthodox, which is kind of funny, but I like it. Damn, I just had one more in mind that I'm drawing a blank on now. How about the guy from Toronto that was 105? Who? Uh, Nate oh, Pearson. Yeah, dude. The uh, we t- we could have picked him in the 2017 draft. We put we picked Tanner Hook one pick before. That's which tough, I think but... Hook will be good, but yeah, I mean it's always tough to tell with like draft picks. You, it's just one of those like it takes one. It takes like one like coach to make everything click for a guy and just have him go from there, which yeah. I, I don't know if you guys saw this. So obviously you guys know Jose Fernandez, how he went from, he literally went from a ball straight to the MLB. He didn't go double A, triple A. He literally made the jump from a ball straight to the show mm-hmm. after being drafted for like that one year, which is extremely hard to do. Yeah. It's like, um, I remember Brandon Finnegan did that the year, the, uh, yeah, the Royals, the Royals. Or, or yeah. Craig Hansen did that back in the day. Well, who was it? Finnegan's the only baseball player to play in the College World Series and the regular World Series in the same year. Yeah, I yep. remember that. What about you guys are building an MLB team? One young player. Who are you taking? Juan Soto. I'd probably go Juan Soto as well. What are we considering young? Under twenty-five. To me, it's a no-brainer. Either Soto or Acuna. Acuna is fucking nasty. I'd probably go Soto too, just because think, obviously Soto did it at the the high. Like he yeah, just turned twenty one, and and he just he balled in the World Series. Yeah, yeah I, and like, I would got, take Soto because I personally love Soto. Like he's yeah, probably my yeah. favorite non Red Sox. But again, I got you can't knock Acuna for being on a shitty Braves team or not a shit, but like oh, no, no, they're, not they're, a shitty no, Braves team, not a shitty Braves team. My bad. I, I wow. used to the Rays being bad, but the uh, Braves being bad, but uh, like they no, were in the playoffs. He's nasty. He actually played well in the playoffs. He, oh, yeah. Dude, he just missed a 40-40 season. Yeah. And he's yeah. like 22. 
Yeah, I can't believe you can't go wrong with either. The Braves are one of those teams that have always been bad in our lifetime that I just just always assume that they're bad. No, it's kind of like the Bengals when you're like the Bengals suck. Yeah, they made not last year, but like no one that made the playoffs. That's kind of like the Rays for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you like the the shitty Bengals. Like, wait, they're in the playoffs last year. Like that. Yeah. (laughs) Um. But all right, Ozark Book Club. Boys, yes. th- thoughts on the first two episodes of Ozark? So, so I want to preface this that we talked about early. Um, I we agreed on episodes one and two, and I was the only one. That I only, fucked up. I went one, two, and three. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just a you read too many chapters. Yeah, and I'm sorry I did a whole season, but we're good. Okay, so I'll start. I took notes as I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, insane video watching um, by our main character by Bateman. What's his name again? Marty, Marty, right? Marty, Marty, Marty insane. Bird. Insane. Uh, just watching those porn videos of his wife getting piped out in front of clients and stuff. Dude, like he that. was very calm and collected about that. I was like, yeah. Dude, I would oh, have yeah. to murder someone, like yeah. literally. Yeah. Well, no, well then again, someone. too, he, I mean, his life was on the line. Like, no. yeah, I guess, but you could probably just get a divorce nicely. Yeah. But at yeah. the time he was watching these videos, he didn't know the whole cartel thing. Mm. Well, or pull a Joe Exotic, hire someone to kill. Fair. Did you see Chris Johnson got accused of that today? Off topic. Sorry. Back to <laughs> uh, two, uh, I like the wife character right as of now. Yeah. Because I'm I mean, comparing it, to, it directly. I don't know how you can't to Breaking Bad. It's a very similar concept. I've never seen Breaking Bad. Hand up. I've never seen Breaking Bad. The either. wife in Breaking Bad sucks. Like so far, episode two in, I don't like, or episode one, don't mind her. I like her. Yeah. Uh, two, three, body falls always work for me. Ooh. Like, like bodies surprisingly falling in front of someone, ergo yeah. the departed. That Everyone will always work. That will always work. Yeah. Like the um, shock factor of this just got real. That worked for me. Yeah. At the end of at the end of episode two, where did it lead off? Where did it leave off at? Just to refresh my memory, real quick. Um. He so he got the money stolen from yeah. the the kids. Got the money back. Um. And he just oh, so they they're already already on the road. And he just was. And he, he was thinking about killing himself. All right. No, 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 no. Episode two ended with, um, remember his son made friends with that kid whose yeah. parents owned that bar. He went over to go like wash the money there, and yeah. to impress the owner who said no, he like the stood uh, up. Yeah, yeah. All right. The bar, the guy at the bar, the drunk by bar, the drunk guy at the bar called the kid like a retard, and he got mad and was like, "Don't say that to him. Don't say that to him." And to impress the lady, and he got punched out cold, and that's how it ended. Yeah. yeah. All right. So he he was the wife looking for a job, or did she find a job yet? At the she real said she was going to get a job, but she hasn't done it yet. All right. And he, he and drops he gives, one of he these. Gives her a hard time about the master's degree. Dude, he oh yeah, he dropped one of the best lines in there that I loved out of him. It was like his. You could tell it was his like knockout punch he was waiting for too, because he was like, the only thing that gets me to sleep at night is hearing the sound of your lover hit that concrete floor. Yeah. I, I was like, let's yeah. go. <laughs> when he said that, I was literally like. Oh shit! Like he like, went there. Like, you could tell he was bottling it up, and he just saved it for that moment. It was just like, bam! You know what great, I? This is what I kept Bateman. thinking this about. Is a great Bateman. Bateman was the great. was the um the bad boys thing when Martin Lawrence is like, shit just got real. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about when he dropped that line. But, like uh, the Kevin Hart, it's about to go down. Yeah, Dell, uh, very okay. reasonable drug dealer. Very yeah. Good. Like, like, hey, you stole my money. I'll give you another chance to lose it. I'll even buy your car to help you out and lease it back to you for $1,000 a month. He's a very reasonable guy. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. nothing. I have no complaints with the, with the cartel so far. They seem like very reasonable people. And then he even got mad when they lied to him and the wife had the cashier's check for 26 grand because she took it out because the, the lover told him to. Uh, yeah. Like he was like, Hey, you lied to me. Now I have your wife. Like, like, listen, I'm not doing it in the extreme here. I just want my fucking money. He just seems like a very, dr- the, like, he seems best, like he got screwed over. And the best part, he was back. like, he was like, did you know she did this after she was fucking yeah, lawyer? Yeah. I was like, he's like brutal. Fantastic. He was brutal. I like this guy. I'm, I'm in on Dell. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, oh, I shouldn't have read so far ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're uh, kind of a two more things at the end that I'm curious about. How does the FBI, how is the FBI onto this? Um, well, they were on to them when they were back up there. Yeah. So was I, that I, stated though? Like, I will say, I, I, will say I think it was just implied. I don't think it yeah, was. Yeah. So stated. I'll, I'll say this later, later in the series, it dives into that. And then like, course, oh, you'll, yeah. yeah, it's, it's kind of game of Thrones. Like everything will connect together. Like yeah. once, 
the la- the only scene I saw the FBI was they were just doing push-ups or doing bench presses, and he was like, "I'm gonna go catch him." It's like, well, how do we even know this is happening? Oh, <laughs> please! Like, it, like, it, it digs in. Talk. Episode three, you'll learn a little bit more. I need at least to see. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's at the point too, Miranda. See, that's why I'm like biting my tongue because like I know what happens in the next episode. Yeah. I need a scene in episode one or at least episode two where like they catch him listening to the call or something. No, yeah, like, I agree. just to give me a hint that like okay they're onto him. Just all of a sudden I just have, I'm supposed to know that they're onto them. Um, uh, put it this way: for the next book club roundtable, I'm finishing season one. All let's right, go. let's go. I'm hopping in on this. Work. I'm hopping in on that too. But it's not though. If you think probably like four days, we're on quarantine this weekend. What else are you gonna do? So how am I looking forward to here in Ozark? It it gets better. It's one of those like. I, well, no, no, no. See, Gr- like, I can tell you no, I'm not hooked. Griff texted me and was like, was like, I don't like this so far after two episodes. And I'm intrigued after two, two episodes. Two episodes in, I'm not, I'm not intrigued. Give it oh, time. dude, I want to see where this it's, is going. It's still a chore. I'm going to watch it, but as of now, it's still a chore. I no, wish they yeah, were like 45-minute exactly. episodes. I feel like the full hour is like, all right. Moran, I want a, a daily text-by-text update just because I'm probably going to go – probably tonight going to go watch – more season two. No, so. you're not. You're not. You're done. Do you're it. done. I'm hooked. Um, but yeah. So, next round table. Finish season one. That's your homework, Colin. All right, I'll fucking watch it. But you can't go. You can't go. I past won't. I'll season. only watch. I'll only watch up to one because this got ruined because we aren't having the same reactions. This whole thing is now just you guys withholding information from me. I will. Well, I don't have much information. Well, uh, I'm like, what about the FBI? How they know? You guys are like, oh. You'll find out. Like, yeah, no shit. But if we all were on the same page, then we'd be able but to. But all you're going to say is it's just one of those. See, things I was like, just going to do the two until Griff was like, I finished season one. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, now I can watch one. Well, no. Looking. By the way, Moran acted, he, Colin, he acted like you already watched a lot of the things. So that's what I just kept binge watching. Time. One. I made it clear I was watching episodes one and episodes time. two. Yeah. I, I already thought you're already into it. Like you already were already watching it. So I just was like, no. all right, I got to catch up and do my homework. No, we didn't. But all right, let's Jack's, wrap up. Jack's to blame on this. I think we can. I get fuck me. I guess. Okay, yeah. so re- book club one has been taint, tainted, tarnished. Book club two is gonna book be book club better. two. We will have to recover in the sense that we all need to be on the same page. Now, where are you, Griff? I'm in the middle of season two. Fuck. I don't well, think I can. I don't think I can do that. Call no, it's no, just no, you, no. It's just I, you I, and I me. Wait. Because he's wait. not a recurring guest every okay. every episode. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm you're sorry. recurring. <laughs> you're recurring. Not every episode, though. Not every episode, though. Uh, hey, when they get to end of season one or somewhere in the season two, let me hop back in. Maybe we'll we'll pull you Fair. back in. in for that. But, all right, all right. I I will ask one, one last question. One last Before. question. So obviously, you guys saw the beginning of the series, how they introduced it. Do you think they'll incorporate it into like business teachers trying to say, hey? Like, this is kind of, like, how business can work in, like, laundering money, like business ethics. Do you think you can see some, like, school professors be like, hey, instead of, like, doing, like, paperwork, especially with the Zoom, just go watch this series? Because if you remember the opening series for... Do I think college professors are going to... Are you going to suggest they're going to teach high high school To illegally launder money, you idiot? No. Ethics. No. You ever taken a business ethics class? It tells you, like, okay, what not to do, like... Money laundering doesn't fit under the business ethics. All they have to do is say, don't watch Ozark, and you know, like... No. All right. <laughs> Idiot. Bro, a professor is not going to just tell someone to go watch. Oh, my. All right. I think, I think that's Thanks for listening to that in this episode. <laughs> Griff's a moron. We'll be back next week. Take care. <laughs>